Told y'all this was a movement. I ain't believe You dig? Banked out. Banked out. The South, we getting banged up. Worldwide, we getting banged up. Yeah. Call up 917 889 8041. It's the Bang Down Radio Show. We controlling the globe, and we second to no one. Every time we emerge, we put in that work and bang that door for the culture. Then it's one love wins from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with Tipsy the Trophy. And we keep making moves by coastal. Now them suckers didn't believe, but I told you. Banged out, about to be your household name. And banged out mean when you pop more change. Falling like Odell, shout out to Rochelle. Networking Saturdays, about to be your movie. Gotta go big, it's the only way to do it. It's a conglomerate, we get into it. Can't forget Fridays, gotta be inspired with Linda H. While you riding on the interstate, we got Sundays with sunshine from 5 to 6. While you watching on your dinner plate, make sure to tune in and tap in with the movement. Cause it's about to go down. Shout out, discover this, captain of the mothership. If you ain't know that you know now. Welcome to another edition of Be Inspired with Linda H. Um, today, I have a very special guest. Um, he is a jack of all trades. He is a serial entrepreneur. He is the owner and founder of Banked Out Radio Show, um, Bank Out Music Group, um, The Cook Shop. Um, he has his own talk show also on Thursday nights on the Bank Out Radio Show. And I know I am missing, like, <laughs> it's a whole list of other things that he does. He does community service. This man does it all. Please help me welcome today my guest, Andreas Cook. I told a, a previous guest, um, I'm going to get one of those clappers. So I'd be like, yay! Uh-huh. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing good. I appreciate the opportunity for coming on, you know, your uh, your show. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, let's just get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, let's see, where shall I start? <laughs> um, I'm a native of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, when I went to college, I learned about Fort Valley through a youth pastor and I didn't want to go to any school in Nashville because I already, when I was in high school, I was already at um, TSU, New People at Fisk, um, Vanderbilt, right down the street. So I didn't feel like I would get anything out of it. So I got my acceptance letter from Fort Valley and also uh, Bluefield College. Fort Valley said yes first. And then a week later, uh, Bluefield. So I went ahead and just sent my money to Fort Valley. You know, I went down to Fort Valley. It was, it was a huge culture shock for me because <laughs> I went from a big city to a, um, a real small city. <laughs> so it took me like two years to adjust. But that's why uh, I met my wife. She's a, um, a making native. And, you know, as they say, like, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you've been in Georgia ever since. Okay. Yes. So- I know you laughed a little bit when I was like, you're a serial entrepreneur, (laughs) but it's true. I mean, I'm like, man, he got so many businesses going on right now. Um, Can you tell me how long have you been involved in entrepreneurship? Uh, Since 2005. I started my first business, which was Banked Out Entertainment. It was a music promotions company um, before I graduated college. I was ahead of my time here because I was making contacts here in Macon and in Warner Robins and in Fort Valley. But the artists at the time, because I've always been a huge uh, music connoisseur. Um, so it just came natural for me to uh, want to do something with music. 
when I got my degree in business with a concentration in marketing, which I've always had a neck for sales, retail, things of that nature. So um, well, I guess like to look a little backstory to that. Um, I've always been a creative. I was a drawer. I used to draw, sketch, and I got accepted to Milwaukee Institute of Art. But yeah, um, my senior year, I was like, yeah, I don't feel passionate about art anymore. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get into business and I want to do marketing. So when I got to Fort Valley, I declared my major my first day there um, and didn't waver. Yeah, as a freshman, even though the advisors at the time were like, oh, you don't have to, you know, you can wait. And I'm like, no, nah, I know what I want to do. Um, so that's what I did. Um, so helped my first company make uh, out um, entertainment in 2005 and been full-time since 2013, I believe. Yeah, December 2013. So yeah, wow. so to answer the question though, 2005, that's when I started my first business. Okay, wow. So you've been involved in entrepreneurship for way over 15 years. So yes. my listeners out there, we got a lot of knowledge out here. <laughs> yes. Plus years. So um, what, what do you think is one of the reasons that people, they may want to, you know, pursue, the, uh, you know, opening up their own business, but they're hesitant to start? What do you think Fear. prevents people from opening up their own business? Fear, the unknown. Fear. That's the, the, to me, when I talk to people and, you know, of course, with me doing my own show and been doing bank that radio show for like, it'll be five years in uh, February. Mm -hmm. um, it's the, it's the common thread, common denominator fear is people are fear of the unknown. And that's due to like a lot of reasons. One, I think um, when people decide to open their business and they are the first one in their family, everybody else around them in their circle project their insecurities onto them as well, especially if they don't have a, a understanding of the industry and things of the nature. And I'm like, you can only do so much research. Um, preparation is great, but over preparing, I'm like, you miss out on time and you're still going to have to go through that learning curve. There's a learning curve with every business, every industry, everything that you do. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I've seen. It's, it's not really the lack of money or capital, it's a uh, fear. People are scared because of the unknown. Mm. Okay, so how do you think that they can overcome that fear? You just gotta do it. You like you have to instill into yourself that this is what you want to go after, and just go after it. Um, overthinking stuff, you know, like I said, causes hesitation. It it um, leaves room for doubt to creep into your mind everyone's path is not going to be the same. Your path is your path. My path was my path. Um, and, you know, you just, you just have to go and just follow your path. And when you look up after, you know, you put in the work, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll start unfolding itself. It gets easier um, year after year after year. It, does, it doesn't really get harder. It actually gets easier and more exciting because you start to see all these other possibilities of things that you can do. Mm, that's some good advice right there. Also, um, I like to just throw in from my personal experience, um, I think when, when you have yourself a support system as well, it, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Um, my, I, I actually, um, you know, having back and forth with entrepreneurship. Um, I started off with doing like direct sales. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I noticed with direct sales, of course it's an incentive for, you know, leadership, you know, it's cause they are gonna make money off of you as well, you know, yeah. but it was always a, a support system where it was training or someone available to help guide, you know, guide me and, and learn the ropes. You know, so I think yeah. having a support system is is very good as well for those that are, um, you know, in fear. And there's a lot of there's a lot of support systems out there, you yeah. know, and, you know, access. Yeah, having mentors. I've had mentors. I mentor people now. Um, having someone who's done it 
already actually allows you to achieve your dreams quicker than what they did theirs because they can teach you about all the pitfalls that are going to come your way mm-hmm. and give you the red flags to watch out for. Um, like you said, a support system, people who believe in you, people who are like-minded like yourself, um, surround yourself with a, you know, a good set of people. Like, don't go at it alone. Like, of course, doing the daily operations of your business, yes. You're one person. You got to do a lot of, wear a lot of many hats. But bring people into your circle, you know, that's going to enhance that experience for you. Um, so, Because it's not just me. Like, I, every business I have, I actually have a business partner. Um, or at least one. Some of them, too. So, you know, I don't go at it alone, even though it looks like it. Um, I'm not that, like, I do a lot of work, but I'm not the only person who's involved in the aspect. Like uh, you said earlier, the cook shop. I'm actually not the CEO of the cook shop. My wife is. Um, yeah, I filed the paperwork. Um, but she actually started the business. And, uh, you know, I like to tell people she's my boss just because I just like saying that. Um, <laughs> And I also tell people I'm a glorified, a glorified salesman. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the cook shop, can you tell us a little bit um, more about that business? What, mm-hmm. what uh, kind of products do you have? Yeah, uh, well, first, we started the cook shop back in 2018. Uh, the reason for um, we were looking for alternatives for our daughter who suffers from seizures, our oldest daughter. Um, she has a genetic disorder, so we was looking for something to complement her medication. So my wife's getting her uh, doctorate degree, which she's in her dissertation process now. But when she had to go and do her residency, she would go to uh, Connecticut. And right across the line was Vermont, whole hip farms out there. Um, and at the time, we were spending like thousands of dollars a month just buying 30 milliliter bottles, about you know, about that big. And they were like hit and miss type of situation, but they were derived from the CBD, the uh, cannabinoid isolate, basically, and not having all the cannabinoids in the product. So did research, learned how to make the stuff ourselves, and tested out with family, friends, of course, with our daughter, and everybody loved it. So I was like, you know what? This is a business. Not only can we help supplement her medication and give her the best quality uh, possible life, we can also make money from this because there are a lot of other illnesses and things that are and symptoms that are wrong with people to where it can relieve them of that. And it's like, to me, the best of both worlds. So as far as products, we do the full spectrum oil, we do soaps, uh, we have a tea, a coffee, a lip balm, a salve, which is a topical application. It's like a cream-based, um, a roll-on, which is the oil itself infused. Um, and then also it has essential oils in it as well. So if you don't like the cream, then you can do the straight oil and massage it in as well. Uh, what else? Um, Oh, hip rats. Um, that, that actually became our number one seller. Um, they look like cigarettes, but they're not. It's no tobacco, no carcinogens, nothing bad for you. All natural ingredients for, actually just four ingredients. The hemp, stevia for a little sweetness, um, rose petals, and mullein leaf, which is good for your uh, lungs. And then the big, pre, the big size pre-rolls, they look like um, blunts um as well those and then we also sell the flour because we we buy all of our uh product wholesale and then we convert it into our finished product besides the flour well actually i I have to trim some of that as well because we buy non-trim so but yeah yeah, a variety of products wow okay now (laughs) can you um tell our listeners i think there's a lot of people out there that are still like cbd you know is it Mm -hmm. Like mm-hmm. THC, am I gonna get high off of this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> can, yeah, can I get that out of time. <laughs> what uh, kind of effect, you know, will a person, you know, get when they? Yeah, with our products, depending on what you're using it for, like a lot of people use it for inflammation, pain relief. Um, 
anxiety, depression, things of that nature. So it gives you the calming relief effect as well as um, dulling down pain. Um, it, it is full spectrum hemp. So it is, you know, the cannabis plant. It's just not the THC high dosage side. It's the very little THC side. And by federal guidelines, you can't have no more than 0.03% um tsc in the strain by weight um so it doesn't really show up on drug to drug tests or anything of that nature i have not had anybody said they failed a drug test i've actually had some people who have had blood drawn and they didn't even see it in their system oh uh, excuse me so you're not going to get that but a lot of the most simplest way i can put it is that people who use marijuana for medicinal purposes um you'll get those same effects with um the hemp cannabis uh, plant without the high. You won't get like the psychedelic high that you feel with all the THC in your body because it's not a whole lot. You get more CBD, CBG, CBN, terpenes, um, the whole profile of the plant as opposed to the THC um, high dosage of that. Mm, okay. And for um, to to get any products from the cook shop, um, do you have a, a a store or can they order online? Yes, both. We actually okay. uh, sorry, I made a lot of notifications. Um, yes, we recently opened up the store. We haven't like had a grand opening, but this, the, the cook shop has been successful to where we're now have a physical location. Um, you can actually order online and schedule a pickup. Uh, through our site, you can order online and it can be shipped to you, or you can order online and it be delivered to you based off of the area's zip codes that we deliver in, which is 31204, 31206, and 31201. So it's pretty much downtown area, uh, South Macon and West Macon. I'll soon add uh, North Macon and East Macon um, as well. I just want to pick up uh, more sales and be able to um basically you know allocate time properly um for that but yeah people can then come to the store when i'm there uh you go go online and actually it will tell you as you click on the product what square what which i thought was a a great feature that they added it'll give you times to where okay say if i order this i can come pick it up and it'll tell you the time window you can come pick it up at so then it'll send me a notification if i'm not there i know when to be there so when i can meet the customer or you could just, you know, I've had a couple of sales lately. I was sent to uh, Warner Robins and also to uh, California. So of course, you know, we ship all over the United States as well. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, wow. So what what is the website for the cook shop? Thecookshop.com is the easiest one. Okay. Um, it'll, re it'll redirect to the Square site because we own both domains now. When we was first doing it, uh, uh, was it Stripe and PayPal were acting funny because the legislation had just been passed as far as the federal uh, farm bill act for uh, hemp, where it made it legal and took it off of the controlled substance um, category. So they basically like split the plant. Marijuana is still there, but not uh, hemp. And they're being real funny, like PayPal held like 300 or something dollars of our sales uh yeah uh for like six months uh because we was like processing and people were like buying and stuff like that now those customers still got their product and i shipped to like what was it like kansas and all these other places at the time washington uh state and then stripe they sent us an email saying that hey um you know this is a iffy type of i guess industry right now we're not going to allow anyone else to process purchases but we'll go ahead and send in your money so that's where we had to find another processor basically square and they're real cool about it um have not had any issues with them people processing them like their information is still secure when they shop online but we had to uh basically i had to convert the website because i had to wait for the cookshop.com domain to expire because it was hooked to a different hosting name and had to create uh was a d hyphen cook hyphen shop dot square dot site uh which can be a lot and confusing 
Um, but I recently reacquired thecookshop.com. So T-H-E-C-O-O-K-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. And it redirects to the Square site. Both of them are ours. Um, and we're actually uh, updating some stuff too um to the shop i mean to the site and to uh just like the logo and you know some new packaging that we're going to go over even though it's not bad packaging we just want to constantly keep improving the product wow okay and then um you guys out there make sure it's cook with an e at the end mm -hmm. okay so c-o-o-k-e okay so let me um see you also, um, with your 15 plus years of experience, um, mm -hmm. different businesses, I noticed that you now also offer a service where you help other people to, you know, navigate opening up their business as well. Yes, I, uh, I am a registered agent with the state of Georgia personally and professionally through my Bake That Music Group. Um, I start people's LLCs, get their EINs, help them get their DUNS number and establish a business credit and basically mentor them through the entire process. Um, like, yeah, you can, you can file your own LLC, which is great. Um, what I bring to the table is those user experience and my network. I'm like, you would still have to go out there and, you know, build that up. So some people like, you know, they get turned off by it, but I'm like, you know, it just is what it is. You pay for what you want. Um, either you're going to pay in time or you're just going to pay a flat fee for somebody else to do it. Because when I was coming through, I paid people to consult and everything. So, <coughs> excuse me, I don't, um, I don't look at it that way. I look at it like I'm going to pay people for their expertise. Like, I get a lot of flyers done. I don't do any of those flyers myself. I pay the graphics artist to do it, even though I know that some people out there don't want to pay someone to do a flyer. And they'll be like, well, I can just do it myself to save the money. You can, but you got to learn the business and learn the techniques that are being used and all that. And when you add up that time, I'm like, you spent more time trying to save money when you could have just paid somebody who does it for a living and went about your day and were more productive with your time because at the end of the day it's not about money time is more valuable than money because you can make money you can lose it and you can make it again you can't get back any of your time that you mismanaged yeah i am um, i completely agree with you on that one um and as a matter of fact like of course everyone wants to save money you know mm -hmm. when it comes to well, we're sticking with business right now. So with, you know, yeah. business expenses. Um, but <laughs> like me personally, I've wasted a lot of money trying to save money mm -hmm. and doing certain things that I just know I'm not good at. So like, for example, I am not a tech person when it comes to like editing comes to you know, anything like computer. I can type. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can type. That's about it. Yeah. So like I wasted money like trying to get like the um I think it's the Adobe Creative uh something like di these different mm -hmm. programs and stuff that I thought hey why am I gonna spend this much money to have people do this work for me when I can just get the system myself and figure it out myself and I mean and it was just really a headache for me I just could not grasp everything that I needed to do to get the things mm -hmm. done way that i wanted it to be done yeah and yeah, yeah like no i'm just saying to that we have to like pick and choose our battles right mm -hmm. um like now it's good for you to understand how video editing works right so you know what you're looking for you know what you're getting when you service when you outsource that mm -hmm. i know how flyers are supposed to be done and you know how visually they're supposed to look but I'm not going to waste time doing it, you know? <clears throat> and, and I think that's like, excuse me, one of the biggest uh, mistakes that some people make, like you can cut expenses on like actually doing what it is that you do. Like when it comes to the cook shop, for instance, I know I can save money on when it comes to 
buying the materials that it takes to make the product and have the final, you know, retail sale at the end. If I'm buying in bulk work, I can go straight to the manufacturer and cut out a middle person. I'm saving money that way, as opposed to, you know, trying to, there's, there's actually a couple of products we're about to look into um, outsourcing anyway, because I'm like, I'm making the products, I'm selling the products, um, I'm stocking the products, I'm marketing the products, um, I'm keeping track of the inventory, you know, so I'm doing all these different things. Um, and I'm only one person, you know, because my wife, she, um, she has to do all the different stuff she's doing. Which is focusing on the nonprofits that uh, she has, and you know the the counseling business that we have together. Which is, well, we didn't even mention that business, but yeah, we have a, a private counseling business. I'm actually in the office right now, um, so we th that business still has to run, um, and you know, and just doing all these different things that we do. Like you said earlier, the community service stuff that we do, um, we do a lot of that. So you can't do everything yourself. You got to pick and choose what you're going to do and you can save money in all different ways. Okay. Now, um, I, I know you said that you was um, going to soon be um, doing some updates to the packaging of your products at the cook shop. What is mm -hmm. some advice that you have for people when it comes to um, creating their brand? Um, when, you know, pick something that's, um, dear to you, like, if you're going to create something, like, wake up every day and that's what drives you. And that's, um, picking something that, you know, you can put out there and it can make you money, but at the end of the day, people see that. Um, <clears throat> business nowadays is more than just the, um, offering a solution to the customers because I'm like because that's what it is it's more uh intimate now it's more of a relationship so what you choose to do as far as building your brand you know matters um when we build the cook shop we know it's an extension I'm like it's our name <laughs> you know what I'm saying and we we know that we want that to ring bells and people to know that you know there's a certain quality when it comes to the cook shop that you're going to get regardless. Um, we, we, we do quality control. Actually, I call my wife quality control because nothing goes out. We don't sell anything. Um, that's not the part. And if we have like, there was a couple of instances where I learned how to make the salad. My wife was making it and she taught me how to do it, but I didn't know that when it was still, because it's hot when we first make it and it has to cool down to turn into the cream to solidify. Well, I put the cap on it. And what it did, it it, it made a concave where um, it looked like when, when you reopen it, there was like a dip in the actual um, cream itself. So it looked like, you know, basically somebody took their finger and did this. And when the person, uh, it was actually went out to an order in Texas, when he sent me the picture, I was like, send me a picture of it, what it looks like. Um, I was like, okay, well, I got you. I'll uh, make sure. So I talked to my wife. I was like, why did why why is this like this? I didn't send it to him like this. She was like, did you seal it when it was hot? I was like, yeah. She was like, no, you're supposed to wait till it cools. <laughs> so I sent it to him free of charge, even though I know that when I made it, I didn't do. I don't do anything. Like I'm really meticulous when I make the product. Got gloves, everything. Um, I don't want any misconstrued to where people can think that you know. I would dip my finger in something and then send it to you and you purchase it as a consumer. No, I, no, we're not, we're not, I don't even want you to think that. So he was very appreciative. Let me rub it down with some cream real quick. He was, no, he was very appreciative and I did that. I've done some other things where some people products have been lost in the mail, not due to our, and but due to whatever. And we sent them uh, replacement products. So people, when you go and you look at the cook shop page on Facebook, the reviews are awesome. People love it. I have text messages right now talking about, I will always be a customer because they're, they're texting the phone number and it comes to my phone. 
And they're like, we just love your customer service. That's another part of branding to me. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might think that it's just the aesthetics, but I'm like, no, it's the whole experience. Branding is the whole experience. Mm-hmm. And when you have, when you hit those markers, you will always have the opportunity to stay in business. Awesome advice right there. Now, a lot of people do, that has not started their own business, attempted to you know, start their own business, they do not realize that when you own your own business, you are working more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. is, there is no, you know, I'm gonna quit my nine to five to open up my own business. So yes, you can work when you want, but more likely than not, you're gonna be working more than 40 hours a week. So just well, be- I wouldn't necessarily say you can work when you want. You work when the work calls for you to work. Um, because not only, you know, like I said, selling the cook shop products is like the the fruit of the rewards, you know what I'm saying, the labor. Um, but I have to get it to that point. I got to market it. I got to manufacture the product. I got to know what's going to sell, uh, what's really going to appeal. So you got to do research. You got to make sure that your price points are actually uh, profitable because um, you got to think about your time as well. Um, and I like I haven't even put myself. We're not even on payroll yet. We haven't reached that point yet. Um, we're putting all the money back into it. But I know that I have to give this energy and this effort to this because I, I know what the potential is for it. Um, but, yeah, you do. You do. You work way more hours than what you would a traditional nine to five. But. In the process, you learn a lot. You uh, you actually get to the point to where you can scale back your time because as you grow the business and it gets to a certain revenue stream, you then start to hire people to do the jobs that are tedious so you can work as work um, on the bigger things. And then in the end, when you work, like I can work 10 hours a day for the cook shop and it's not really work. I can work 12 hours doing stuff. It's not really work to me. Um, to make that radio show, make that music group. Uh, any business that I'm involved with, it doesn't, it's not really work for me because I know all the energy and effort I put into these things and growing them, it's going to pay me, keep supporting my family, excuse me, and provide up opportunities to other people. So it's not really work. So your whole mind shift changes. Like you work up, you wake up every day with a purpose. You're not waking up every day to obligation. Yeah, and one of the questions that I have with you, have for you, is um, how do you balance work and family life with all of the things that you have going on? It's hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, when you incorporate your family into some of the stuff that you do, it makes it easier. I can't say that. Um, like my little, my, I have, I, I'll say I have two sets. I have the first four who are the oldest ones. The youngest is 12. The oldest is about to be 18 next month. And then I have the second set, which is the oldest is 10. And the youngest is a four-year-old. When I evolved them in the process of making cook shop products, um, especially when I was doing it out the house, they loved it. They wanted to help put the stickers on, help do the plastic wrapping, all this stuff, whatever. So that it was family time, but it's also business. Um, when I take them to the uh, cook shop uh, store to do stuff, they appreciate that. When I do things that you know that involves them, like I've I've taken a couple of them to a couple of different pop ups that I've done with the cook shop, and they're right there at the table while I'm selling, so they get to see. Even though they might not understand everything, they're exposed to that opportunity. And I'm like, it's fun. It's it's still family time because they get to enjoy. It was like a fashion show I took them to, to where I was a vendor. And they got to see the models walk up and down the, uh, you know, the runway. And, you know, things like that, you know, make it a whole lot better. Um, now, you do have to have some downtime with your businesses. Because as they go, you know, I have to, I like, I put hours of operation on the Clip Chat page, uh, especially Facebook, where it tells you, like, when we're open and when we're closed. Um so and I'm like, you do have to have that downtime because you don't want to burn yourself ragged and burn yourself out because then you won't want to do it anymore. Yeah. 
So you just, you know, you just have to try to figure out what works best for you. Um, my kids, I, I take them to school every day and I pick them up every day. So those are two times that I'm not doing anything uh, when it comes to, you know, saying the business. If they have different uh, events, like I want to go to, um, now, of course, COVID has really changed all the activity stuff we do as a family as far as like basketball, football, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once it dies off and we get back to the, our regular norm, then it'll be those times as well that, you know, I'm there with them watching football games, basketball games, archery, whatever it is that they're doing, choir. Um, so I do my stuff in between everything as far as the business, pretty much in between the times where I don't have to uh, go and pick up kids or do something with them. So just got to, you know, just got to figure it out. Okay. Now you are also a big supporter of indie music. Yes, I am. Yes. Now, can you tell me um, who are some of your favorite indie artists out there right now? Uh, (laughs) Um, I do a lot of work with him. We've done a lot of business together, but he's also extremely talented. Um, I'm always trying to push in his head that, dude, you're way more talented and bigger than what you know, since some people might try to put you in the box. Uh, another indie artist I love out of, um, and there's a lot of them here making. I like Black Male. He's really talented. He's young and, you know, uh, still making his name known, but he's been putting in uh, a lot of work. Uh, James Anderson, who I think needs to do more as far as pushing himself, but he's very talented. I listen to him. He actually was the artist that performed at the big the business mixer. Um, who else? Jeff Stone's down in Miami. I've been knowing him for a few years now. Um, he's very talented. Uh, Tamara Bubble, she's actually from New York, but I think she's based in North Carolina right now. She does a lot of uh, great things as an indie artist. She actually has a lot of music placed on various shows uh, for networks. Um, all these different reality shows, and I'm not too keen on all of them because I don't I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't really have time to watch a lot of TV. No, I don't. Um, but she's been putting in a lot of work. I listen to her all the time. Uh, Goody Supreme, who I'm interviewing tonight uh, for Industry Thursdays. I listen to a lot of his music, and he's really dope. So, yeah, there's a lot of them, you know, that are around here. And not just here, though, because I get music from all over. I've got music from artists in Africa, Australia, French, Germany, um, all over the United States. So there's there's a lot of indie artists. I um, recently uh, linked up with a Queen Sheena. She's out of uh, Columbus, Georgia. Um, I've been listening to her music and playing it on the uh, radio station as well. So yeah, th- th- there's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So what, um, how, how can indie artists get their music playing on the Bank Out radio show? Uh, they can email, if they want to sing or something like that, they can email bankedoutradioshow at gmail.com. And that's banked out with two T's. Um, if they want their whole project playing on there, then I do have a, um, a price list for that, which right now it's at a great deal. It's only $25 for the entire project and it goes into general rotation because I use my platforms for indie artists. I, um, I was an artist myself, um, and then I transitioned into the business and I only did the artistry style because I wanted to show artists, you can make money doing this. You can build a name. You can do whatever you want to with this. You just got to approach it the right way. Um, so yeah, and that's, that's like a six month commitment, which you know breaks down to like $150 over six months. And to me, that's very dirt cheap. It's not about making the money. It's about them respecting the platform, but then also knowing that you, as an indie artist, you're responsible for everything. You're your own business. Regardless if you want to accept that or not, it is what it is. Um, so you're going to have, you know, costs associated with putting your music out there because no one's really heard about you. And if you don't market and promote your music, they're not going to hear about you and they're not going to be able to, you know, know who you are you know you won't get the results that you're looking for 
Mm -hmm. Now, can you tell us um, what does uh, Bank Out Music Group, what, that's, that's another um, business. Yeah, that is actual my independent label. Um, so not only I have a, the, you know, the podcast, the internet station, um, which also, you know, I'm saying the app is being developed right now and it's actually going to drop really soon. But I also have it separate from all that is the independent label, which I have, um, uh, shoot, Precious Chardet, she's actually signed to that. Um, and we're going to roll out her project here pretty soon as well. But I started Bank That Music Group like five years, no, no, more than that, 2012. That was actually, after I did Bank That Entertainment, I went to Bank That Music Group. So I went from a music promotions company to a full-fledged label, which is responsible as a label for everything for the artists and like really putting them out because it's the whole point of a label. Um, so like I've had, I had an artist that I had back in the day that I was working with, but it didn't pan out as far as like releasing any of the project that was worked on, actually two projects. So then I did myself. And with Bank Out Music Group, I was able to put out five projects, four of them being solo projects of myself. And then the fifth one being a compilation under the app, under the label. Um, most successful project didn't even have a video or physical CDs uh, tied to it. It was just straight digital, um, which I got that project selling in, it was actually called Sensations. Um, it, was a, it was an EP project, uh, like six, seven songs. I had that selling in um, Turkey, China, Japan, uh, France, Germany, parts of the United States, Brazil, all sorts of places. Um, doing like two, three hundred dollars a month just in digital downloads. Um, so most successful uh, project receiving royalty checks um, from there from the publishing side. So yeah, that's what Bank That Music Group is. Um, I'm still going to continue to sign artists and put them out there and offer them the opportunity to really understand the business of music. For some reason, a lot of artists don't want to read. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I get it as a creative, but at the same time, like, I'm like, you have to understand the industry. So you won't be in situations where you feel like it's a bad deal or it is a bad deal. Cause not all, all not all contracts are bad. They just feel like they're bad. Um, but then some of them are just horrible and I wouldn't advise like 360 deals or anything like that. I wouldn't advise signing those cause you give up way too many rights for what you're getting in return. Um, but then, you know, having deals is not a bad thing either because you, um, you get to pursue what you really want to do at the expense of someone else or another entity. Um, and to do it on your own, it can sometimes takes way longer than what you think is going to happen in, and you can lose your drive for wanting that to be your life you know I, I know a lot of indie artists who basically quit because they don't meet the goals that they're trying to obtain but they don't understand that you have to be responsible for meeting those goals and it's going to take a lot more time because you're financing your dreams and if you're not willing to part with something then it's not a shared collective. Uh, both parties are not uh, both parties are not going to be involved because the other party doesn't have anything. You know, what I'm saying they're going to get out of the situation. So you have to like you know, what I'm saying find out balance and know what you want. But that's what Bake That Music Group is. It is its own full function uh, independent label. And the fact that I have an app now, I'm actually going to be able to offer situations where artists can partner with Bank Dial Radio Show app and have their music distributed through the app and merchandise mm. and be able to get the money paid to them monthly as opposed to waiting and get a better share too. Because with some of these other streaming platforms or, or digital download platforms, you don't get the lion's share or you don't get a good percentage. You get like, you know, 30% or 40% because they built up this particular name and that's how they make their money. Um, at the same time, you still got to do your own marketing where I could bring you in a situation where it could be more of a, you know, a better partnership representation 
And not only will you get a good chunk of change from your creative work, but you'll also have someone who's going to help promote you as well. And not just like 25, 30%, but I'm not going to provide any marketing assistance. Mm. Okay. And I'm so sorry. I think, I, I think, I think we might've lost the Wi-Fi um, a second ago. <laughs> I was like, hello, are you there? I can't hear you. Okay, um, I, I got the 30%. I got that mm -hmm. some some um, digital platforms may only give the artist like 30%. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I can see you now. You're not frozen. Was I frozen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Some, some uh, platforms will uh, give you like 30%, but they're not going to assist with any marketing or anything of that nature. You're still required that as an artist to like basically go out there and generate your sales. Um, with me having Baked Out Music Group and Baked Out Radio Show, and like I did that as, like Baked Out is like a family name. So like how you have, you know, Toyota Camry, Toyota Corolla, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the family brand, that's what Baked Out is. It's like a name that has other family brands attached to it. Um, I'll be able to do like a lot more and really assist them and know, you know what I'm saying, how they feel about the situation, what they're looking for. And as a business, be able to cultivate a unique uh, relationship with them and perspective to be able to help them meet those goals that they're trying to obtain. Was that freezing again? It did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, oh, I feel like it's not want us to be great today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they said, wait a minute, you giving them too much information about indie <laughs> artists, how to make money, and uh, we're not going to let these indie artists be great today. That's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we we, we kind of got the gist of it. Um, it's it's a it's a, a better opportunity. Um, going through the banked out music group for a number of reasons. Um, one of the main things being um, the marketing aspect of it as well. Yes. So um, how can an indie artist submit um, to be considered for, you know, you know, representation with your label um, through Bank Out um, Music? Yeah, they banked out music group at gmail.com and just put like a subject line in there. Hey, um, I want to be considered as on part of the roster or, or partnership or whatever the case may be. Um, and then, you know, I'll go through and, you know, we'll, we'll talk and discuss and see what we can come up with. Um, I just want, you know, indie artists to be aware that, you know, one, you got to have something going for yourself. I'm not saying that you got to have the biggest fan base or anything like that, but I want you to like have something that, you know what I'm saying, we can take and highlight and expand upon. Um, this isn't a situation where yesterday, you know, you wasn't a rapper and today you heard this interview, so now you're a rapper. I'm like, no, or a singer. I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. Uh, you gotta have some type of skin in the game. Um, Damn, Andreas, I was about to ask you for my friend. <laughs> you know, <I> crush my <laughs> I'm like, you gotta have some type of skin in the game because all the risks couldn't just be on me, you know, or the label. Because um, it is, it's a lot. And like when I do, certain situations i'm like i'm not spending like a couple hundred dollars or whatever i'm like depending on the partnership arrangements and stuff like that it could be anywhere between five to twenty thousand dollars that we're about to spend on a certain project or campaign or something that we're going to develop to where we know we're going to put x amount of dollars towards it to get this particular outcome um so yeah i'm like you know old which the old adage it takes money to make money mm -hmm. and Scared money don't make no money. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, um, Andreas, today for taking the time out um, to, you know, chat with us, give us some good knowledge. We, we talked a little bit about everything. Um, but what is um, one of the main ways that people can contact you? Um. I mean, to be honest, they can just call my cell phone number if they want to, 478-390-1709. Yeah, I'm like, with me, I'm like, if I don't want to talk to somebody, I'll just put you on block. I'm like, <laughs> it's as simple as that. That's what that feature is for. If I were to pull up my phone, you see like a huge list of numbers that are blocked for their own various reasons. 
Um, but yeah, that's like the, the most simplest way. But I'm like either through Bank That Music Group or Bank That Radio Show, uh, emails or pages um, on Facebook, Instagram as well. <clears throat> it's very easy. It's very easy to Google and find contact information. So, and if you know, depending on what entity it is, just hit me up through that particular entity. Don't hit me up through the cook shop wanting to talk about music. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Um, use the vehicle for which lane that you're trying to uh, accomplish. So if you're trying to do some business with the cook shop or something like that, then that's the cook shop information you need up. Trying to do just regular radio play and promotions uh, for that, then that's make that radio show. If you're wanting to become uh, affiliated with the label, then that's make that music group. And then anything else in between that I do. Okay. And I'm sending you my demo today. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna sign me. No. <laughs> all right, y'all. So um all of um Andrea's contact information and website information will be on the description of this episode. Um, one more thing I forgot to mention was that um Andreas also has his own talk show. Um, bank Dow radio show and that is on thursday nights at mm -hmm. what time 8 30 industry thursdays okay 8 30 industry thursday can you give us just a, a little quick description of what your show is about uh it's about various industries so whether it be with music finance nonprofits, uh, whatever industry it is i try to pick people in various industries so like tonight is a Goody Supreme. He's a recording artist. The next following Thursday, I have a realtor coming on. So with the real estate industry. So I'm just highlighting people that I know um, that's in my network of, of, of a vast array of people, um, select industries. And, you know, they're going to talk about the ups and downs of the industries. The first one was uh, Angela Alcantar, and she's in uh, banking, especially uh, with finances of homes for uh, entrepreneurs. You know, that's a totally different way of getting a uh, mortgage, being an entrepreneur, than it is being a regular person who has a, a W-2. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. All right, well, thank you again. Y'all make sure that y'all tune in next Friday at 8.30, and I will talk to y'all next week. All right. Bye. <laughs>